Welcome to the Arrow at Heart podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. This is Stephanie, and this is the Arrow at Heart podcast, our first episode. Woohoo! I'm so excited. I have been wanting to start this podcast for a while, and I'm finally jumping in. So for our first episode, I thought it would be a good idea to introduce myself so you know who you're listening to, because that's always important, right? So like I said, my name is Stephanie. My pen name is Gemma Frost. So that's the name I'm writing under. And that'll be a whole future episode about how I chose a pen name, ways you can choose a pen name if that's something you want to do, what the pros and cons about pen names are. So be on the lookout for that future episode. I am 29 years old. I live in North Carolina and I will be publishing my first book soon. (laughs) I don't have a date yet, but I am shooting for April 2021 and it is currently March 2021. I have everything set pretty much. I'm just waiting on like the last little piece, which I'll get into in a future, another future episode. But suffice to say, I am not a full-time writer or author. I would like to be. My background is more, I feel like I'm like a Jill of all trades, a Jack of all trades. I don't know. I went to college for, at first it was English because I knew I liked reading and I knew I liked writing. I didn't know what I wanted to do with those, but I was like, English seems like, you know, a good combination of that. Well, I was only in that for like a semester before I was like, I don't know what the heck I'm supposed to do with these. So I switched over to communications because that's just a broader subject matter, I guess. And I was thinking I would go more into like graphic design. I thought magazine layout for some reason. I honestly don't know where I got the magazine layout type idea, but that's where I went. Communications and kind of graphic design. And I kind of stuck with that all through college. Like I became our yearbook editor. So there was some layout stuff there. We had an art magazine that I was editor of. And I was also on our student body government governing thing. I don't know why. Why didn't I just say it's Student Government Association, SGA? (laughs) That's the easier way to say instead of this roundabout thing. And I was our vice president of communications, super official, right? And basically my job was to make sure everyone knew what was going on on campus. And that involved me creating kind of a calendar, posters, signage, bulletin boards to advertise that. So that led me into a more social media lane. Now, this is going to sound like I'm so old, but... Social media wasn't even that big of a thing when I was in college. So I didn't do a ton online for it, but it it paved the way for me to get there because after I graduated, I got a job at a small business local to town. They did custom embroidery and screen printing along with having a small retail part of their store that sold team memorabilia type stuff. And so I went there thinking, oh, I'll try and be a graphic designer for the t-shirts and stuff because that's fun. And I did a little bit of that in college as well. They they did not hire me for that. They hired me first to just work the retail part. Then I, I mean, when you're in a small business, you kind of wear a lot of hats. I ended up working in the back running the embroidery machines, which was pretty cool. I mean, You know, the hats you see, the jackets, the polos that have people's names on them and logos. That was me making that stuff. 
So it was pretty neat, something you don't really hear about or know how it happens. So that was cool, but not what I was wanting to do with the rest of my life. And one of the kind of turning points for me to realize that the whole graphic design path that I thought I wanted to be on was not going to happen there was literally I was on a lunch break and my boss slash owner of the company comes back and we're chit-chatting and I make a comment about how I won the town's contest for the teacher design for this festival they're holding, which sounds very Hallmark-like to me now that I say it. Like, oh, I won my small town festival t-shirt contest. You know, where's my uh, my hot soon-to-be boyfriend husband? <laughs> I need to write that story, okay? That's next on my list. But anyway, I mentioned that I won this contest and he was like, oh, I didn't know you did graphic design. Um, it was on my resume. I talked about it, but sure, doesn't surprise me that you forgot. So that was kind of a another push to me like, well, this is never going to happen here. And by that time, it had been so long since I'd really worked with the programs and, you know, graphic design and that kind of stuff, it moves quickly. So I already felt like out of date on my education. So I was like, what am I going to do? And I already was doing social media for them because they were completely new and I liked doing it. So I was like, oh, maybe this is my new pathway because it kind of requires graphic design, but also more of a personal community connection, which I liked. So that's when I kind of did social media management for them and a couple couple of other people. And I did that for, I was with that company for four years and I actually still do the social media for them, but like super low key, super. And I decided to leave that job not only because of professionally, it wasn't what I was wanting to do, but it was in a small town. Personally, I didn't have a lot of friends there and I'm already an introverted, shy person. So it's already hard for me to like meet people and there wasn't a lot to do. So I was like, I just need to change. <laughs> so I moved out to North Carolina, no job, no place to stay. That was my own. My sister lived out here. So I bunked with her for a few weeks before I found my current job, which is with a market research company for radio stations, which is another kind of random niche. Like I didn't even know this existed, but it's really cool. We basically tell the radio stations what music to play and the personalities. So we're the reason you hear the same song like 10 times a day. (laughs) You're welcome. So that's what I'm currently doing. Obviously it is not writing, but I have always loved writing ever since man, I don't even know. Like maybe the first time I realized that I could write was in fifth grade. Like, you know, you have these moments in your life where you're like, oh, this is, I can pinpoint this as a moment. So fifth grade, student council speech, because I was running for student council and I used the word spunky (laughs) to describe myself and everybody like loved it. They were quoting my speech back to me like not just that part, but they were quoting it back to me and I won. And it just made me realize like, oh, maybe I have something here. Like clearly I can write something that makes people at least want to vote for me. <laughs> maybe that means I need to be a, a politician, <laughs> not an author. <laughs> but that's the the path I want to take, an author. So that was fifth grade. And I was like, okay, maybe there's something here. And then as I got older, I kind of went into a Lurleen McDaniels phase. I don't know if anybody's read Lurleen, but she writes, I guess they're middle grade high school books. I don't understand how they pass, you know, for kids because most of the time her hero or heroine dies. 
Like they have cancer. They have a horrible disease. So they're super sad. And that's what I was writing to be dramatic and over the top. I wish I could read some of that again. I'm sure I would laugh. But alas, it is lost. But that's kind of my writing phase. So that was me growing up writing. And then now in the past few years, I write a lot to deal with my emotions and like own life traumas. Not that anything's autobiographical, but like I might take the pain of one situation and I'll just write a scene where that person does something differently or they get this help or something along those lines and it's helpful for me. I don't know if that's the healthiest way to deal with emotions. Uh, I am currently searching for a therapist. So I'm sure once I'm in therapy, they might tell me, um, that's not a great coping mechanism, but that's part of what my writing is. And when you read, when you hopefully read my first book that's coming out, it deals with like anxiety and PTSD. So that'll be fun. (laughs) But that's my writing. And that also explains like the downside of writing from emotions of like current events is that once I write it down, I don't really want to go back. Like once I'm past that emotion, it's hard for me to go back to continue a story once I'm past that. So I have a lot of unwritten stories, like a ton. I can't finish anything. And I have a lot of beginnings because I love the beginning of stories when there's a rush and people are just meeting because I write romance. Hello, the arrowed heart. (laughs) I probably should have stated that in like in the very beginning. This is about romance and I write romance stories because I just love love. So I really like the beginnings. The middles, they're fine. I know a lot of good stuff happens in them. They just feel lackluster to me. And then the end is when everything's over. I mean, yeah, everyone's happily ever after, but I just like beginnings. So it's always been really hard for me to finish a story. So enter last year, 2020, we have COVID. But before even COVID, I usually do like goals for the year. I guess you can call them New Year's resolutions. I don't really love that term, but I always have the goal of finishing a book and writing a book. And I read somewhere that if there is a goal that you are always carrying over year to year, but you don't accomplish it, then maybe you don't really want to do it. And you should just take it off the list because it's probably making you feel worse about yourself than actually motivating you. So that was kind of in the back of my mind, like, well, I say I want to do this, but then I don't really do it. So do I really want to do it? And like, I was second guessing myself a ton. But then March happened with COVID and I was reading a lot to cope with everything. So March passed and then April passed and I was feeling guilty for not accomplishing anything. Like I know we're in a pandemic, but you know, you always say, well, when I have time, I'll do this. And I hear I had all this time and yet I still hadn't done anything. So I was feeling a lot of guilt and that may not be a great motivator, (laughs) but it was part of the motivation for me to kind of buckle down and actually finish a story. And it helped that like I was reading on a historical romance binge and my reading is pretty balanced between contemporary romance and historical romance. But last year during that time, I was just like Lisa Kleypas, Tessa Dare, Grace Calloway. I was just flying through all of their books. It was actually reminiscent of like high school and middle school. I would go to the library every single day because I would read multiple books in a day. So 
it kind of took me back to that time and it really inspired me for the series that I'm going to write, which I thought was funny because 99% of the stories I had started in the past are all contemporary. I had like one historical romance started and it was like two paragraphs. And it kind of surprised me that I never had more historical ideas because I I just always thought contemporary would be the first one I do. So yeah, but it turns out it's going to be historical romance because I read all those books and I got inspired to write a series. And that's what we're going to talk about on the next episode, how I came up with the series idea besides, you know, reading all those books and where you can get story ideas if you're interested in writing a book, kind of how to generate ideas for things. And yeah, so hopefully that lets you know a little bit about me and where we're going. This is kind of just going to follow my self-publishing path. And if you're a writer, hopefully encourage you and give you useful information on how you can self-publish. I know there's like a ton of resources out there, but for me, like I can hear the same thing from multiple people, but until it's said a specific way by a specific person, like it doesn't really click. So hopefully this will be the specific thing and the specific way that you need something to click. That's my, that's my hope at least. And if you're just a reader or a podcast listener, I hope you just find this interesting and you're just curious about this kind of journey because it's been a roller coaster so far. But yeah, until next time, I awkwardly end this podcast episode. (laughs) Thank you for joining me today. I hope you learned a lot in this episode. If you want to stay up with the newest episodes, please subscribe to the Arrowed Heart podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever really you listen to podcasts. And for more information, you can always find me on Instagram, Facebook at the Arrowed Heart or my pen name at author Gemma Frost. Talk to you later. Thank you.